The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of Ryan Gapinski and the 5-Minute Frenzy podcast and are not intended to supersede local protocol or medical direction. Hey guys, and welcome back to another 5-Minute Frenzy with Ryan Gapinski. This episode is part two in the introduction to invasive ventilation series. Today, we will be discussing the modes and triggers of mechanical ventilation. Let's jump in and talk about the triggers for mechanical ventilation. There are two of these that we need to be concerned about, volume and pressure. When we talk about each one, think of it as the difference between Marvel and DC Comics. They are all superheroes, but they each have their own universe. You would not expect to see Captain America in Gotham City just as you would not expect to see Superman travel from Metropolis to Asgard. The key to remember when talking about volume versus pressure regulation is that this is what's going to make the ventilator stop giving a breath. With pressure control ventilation, the ventilator will deliver each breath until it reaches a set pressure in the circuit. The tidal volume may vary with each breath, therefore it's important to set alarms related to tidal volume or minute volume to ensure that the patient is being adequately ventilated. With volume control ventilation, it is the exact opposite. The ventilator will deliver each breath until it delivers a set tidal volume. The pressure required to deliver the set volume may vary with each breath. So for this mode, it is important to set alarms related to peak inspiratory pressure to avoid barotrauma. There is a third trigger called pressure-regulated volume control or PRVC, which is kind of like the best of both worlds, if you will. In this mode, the ventilator will attempt to deliver a set tidal volume at the lowest pressure possible without exceeding an upper PIP limit that's set by the clinician. One of the major disadvantages to PRVC is that it takes a few breaths to reach the set tidal volume. Therefore, if a patient is being routinely suctioned, is steadily coughing, or is otherwise fighting with the ventilator, he or she is not going to consistently benefit and get the set tidal volume with this mode. Conversely, in a patient with an acute lung injury or someone with ARDS who is sedated and paralyzed, this is arguably the gold standard. If the triggers or regulators describe how the ventilator stops giving a breath, then for simplicity's sake, the modes of ventilation describe how and when the ventilator initiates a breath. There are really only four modes of ventilation that you need to be familiar with at the entry level. The first one that I want to talk about is continuous mandatory ventilation or CMV. This was the first type of ventilator to come out and is the most basic. I mean, we're talking pumpkin spice latte basic here. In this mode, the ventilator will deliver a set volume or pressure at a set rate and that's it. Patients cannot initiate additional breaths And uh, in fact, on the first ventilators that came out, the inspiratory circuit would actually close between breaths. This is obviously not the case today, but nonetheless, this mode should only ever be used on patients who are paralyzed and sedated as it creates torment and apprehension in awake patients. Assist control ventilation was the fix to the CMV problem of patients not being able to trigger breaths. In this mode, the ventilator is set to deliver a set number of breaths per minute at a set volume or pressure. In addition to that, the patient can initiate a breath at any time 
and the ventilator will assist the patient with a full breath. The problem here is that the ventilator may be set for 12 breaths a minute, and the patient could be breathing an additional four, six, or even eight times above that, and they're getting a full breath each time they trigger the ventilator. This can obviously lead to lower arterial carbon dioxide levels and create a respiratory alkalosis. Additionally, if the patient were to trigger a breath just prior to a regularly scheduled breath, the ventilator could deliver both of those in succession and lead to breath stacking and ultimately pulmonary barotrauma. The next mode to consider is intermittent mandatory ventilation, or IMV. The concept here is to fix the problem between CMV and assist control. In this mode, the ventilator will deliver a preset volume or pressure at a preset rate. However, this time, in between ventilations, the patient can take on unassisted breaths. While this does mitigate the hypocapnia issue and relieve some of the apprehension problems in awake patients, it does not fix the problem with breath stacking. So the computer gurus and biomechanical engineers got together and came up with a solution. What they came up with is called Synchronized Intermittent Mandatory Ventilation, or SIMV. With SIMV, the clinician sets a mandatory rate and either a tidal volume or a pressure. The patient can take unassisted breaths between mandatory breaths. But now, if the ventilator senses that a spontaneous respiration occurs close enough to a scheduled mandatory respiration, it will assist the spontaneous respiration and forego the mandatory one. If a spontaneous effort is not close enough to a mandatory breath, it will not be assisted. If there is no spontaneous inspiratory effort, the ventilator will still deliver mandatory breaths at the backup rate. Guys, this brings us to the end of our episode on modeology. As always, I hope that this little snippet was helpful. I'll see you again on the next episode of 5-Minute Frenzy, but in the meantime, please feel free to drop me a line on Twitter, at Ryan Kapinski2, where I look forward to your questions, comments, concerns, and complaints. <laughs>